Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the second part of the Pen Chan podcast with me, Orson Boone. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Before we get started for the second part of this podcast, um, I just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors, Canico. Canico is a leading UK CBD brand. They specialise in some epic, awesome um, CBD flowers which are super incredible to vape you can make tea out of them as well or bake with them they're super flexible as well as tinctures oils capsules balms etc etc so if you're interested in CBD uh, to sort of help combat a range of symptoms I think CBD can help with you know anxiety depression pain sleep all this sort of jazz do check out Canico also, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Product Earth. Product Earth is returning this year. In the first part of the podcast, I wasn't sure which dates. It is going to be the 23rd to the 25th of August, and it's going to be at the Stonely Park in Warwickshire. So that is a, it's a huge, huge, huge um, sort of exhibition park. I think they do the... Um, I think they do the Royal Agricultural Show there. I think so. It's they've, they've clearly they've upgraded. This is going to be an absolutely huge, huge show. I'm so excited, and literally in the middle of summer, so just towards the end of August. So, I mean, if you guys are in the UK and you're not away on your beautiful holidays, uh, Product Earth is going to be the single biggest cannabis event I think in the UK this year. So do check them out on Facebook, um, and because. Uh, they're banging out some really great content and we actually have the founder of product earth who is actually going to come and do a podcast with us so that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks as well so super 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 exciting anyway i will stop rattling as i continually do and let's get back into this conversation with mr pen chat no for sure i mean I've, I've, i've spoken to a lot of people about you know mental health and i've i've asked a lot of people because i wanted to know if other people sort of had the same mm. sort of stuff going on in mm. their heads as me and uh, I've come to realise yeah everybody does everybody does everybody. It's, it's the whole split brain thing yeah, yeah. where you have you know you but have everyone them. can relate to it and you know and this is I think this is the sad thing you know because I've been talking to a lot of people recently because we've got we've got a retreat coming up next weekend mm-hmm. and um, so I've been talking to a lot of the participants and you know one of the big things that always comes up before this retreat is this 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 fear yeah the anxiety and the, the, fear. the anxiety mm. the fear and all of that and you know explain to people that's perfectly it's perfectly normal mm. it's perfectly natural mm. um mm. you know i still i still experience fear yeah you know before doing it and you know i've got quite a bit of experience now but the lovely thing that i've realized is that you know that that fear is just Again, a lot of the time, mm. an internal dialogue of, mm. of, of my ego telling myself a story, yeah. and um, you know the other side of that fear is yeah. you know freedom from that. I, I, I found something else really interesting regarding uh, ego as well, which I've been really aware of my, uh, myself in the last twenty years. Is that um, there are certain things which really reactivate it and uh, inflate it to a point where it turns me into a bit of a dick. Uh, competition used to be one of the things that really used to um, reignite and inflate my ego and turn me into an idiot and i used to do a lot of sort of competitive stuff with with hairdressing and there was always this thing to be the best you're going to be you know bam 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 you know do the most clients be famous do this do that do the other um you know to try and progress yourself and um i realized that some of these things really set off a real idiotic part of my brain where i I just turned into a dick and i turned into 
one of those people that that I judge and that I don't like because they're they're being this big fucking overblown ego. But that's precisely why you judge them is because you pick it up and yeah, recognise it's so, the same and so, baby. And, um, and and so now, like, even with the whole uh, with the whole competitive thing within within the canner industry, I never enter competitions because as soon as I start thinking about it, it reignites my ego and it turns me into a dick. I was, I was listening to uh, Mike Tyson talk on Joe Rogan's podcast and he was just saying like, you know, he doesn't train anymore, he doesn't do anything like that because he recognises that it reinflates his ego and it, it reignites his ego and it turns him back into this person who he, who he never really liked. And I was listening to that and I was like, damn, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been having that same sort of thing where it's the whole competitive thing. And I, I, even now when I'm talking about it, I can feel it, it's kicking off in my head. Yeah. And I'm getting that I'm getting that hunger for it. I think, you know, step away from that, man. <laughs> Let it flow. Let it yeah. Carry on. It's all nothing's. I'm not going to gain anything by entering competitions. It's all just a pissing contest. Yeah, it is. It's it's it's, it's uh, ego. It's all ego driven. Yeah. It's and so, all, and so all yeah, ego stay on the perimeters, man. Yeah, I think it's the best way. I think it's the best way. Well, you, you know, unless. Yeah, you should, you, ultimately, I think in life you shouldn't need external recognition no. if you know that you're on the right path. Yeah, I'm happy. You know, you, you you should feel significant and secure enough in yourself, and you shouldn't need that external feedback. I would argue. Yeah, I don't need anyone. It's nice to have. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to have. It's to be honest with you. Um, it's nice to have praise, but I never want the. I never want to be in a position where people are saying, "Oh, I, I don't want to be the best at anything." I, mean, you, I can't be the best at anything. We're all. We're all good within our own fields. We all have our yeah, no, we all have our, you know our, our pros and cons. What did you think to the uh, the uh, Joe Rogan interview with uh, Mike Tyson? Fascinating, wasn't it? Fascinating. Yeah, hasn't he changed? Yeah, amazingly. Because um, I mean, I mean, obviously, oh, I, man, I, I grew I, up as a kid. I thought, the same I, with you. I, I, I thought he was one of the <coughs> scariest men I'd ever seen anywhere in my life. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you. But remember when but, he bit that guy's ear off? Yeah, but but then listening to uh, and and watching him getting uh, knocked down by uh, Buster Douglas or whoever it was, yeah. you know, what I mean, to see King Kong, literally, or or like the, the the craziest, scariest, most aggressive man in the world, who used to destroy people in seconds. To see him on his ass, it, it showed real, you know, it showed that he was vulnerable and he was and he was human. But before that, he was probably one of the scariest fellows I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, but I agree. Um, but you know, listening to him, you know, talk about his. Uh, it's times of fame and ego. I mean, the reason he was like that was the fact that he was conditioned from when he was, a, you know, in his young teens, you know, like I was saying, you know, to be the best, to be, you know, um, to be an animal in the ring, you know, to go and destroy people. You know, they, they, they basically, you know, mentally programmed him and conditioned him with all of this stuff. But because the guy was programmed and basically being his mentor was so old, he passed away before they had the opportunity to tell him how to turn all of this stuff off. Yeah. So he's just basically this ball of like ang you know angry aggressive kind of killing machine and he sees that as you know kind of madness he was doing loads of drugs and you know living this you know this crazy lifestyle because obviously he, you know he was the shit and as soon as he walked into a room the world stopped and everyone wanted to, to kiss his backside and then you know what i mean i can't imagine what that must feel like you know where you're making you know hundreds of millions of dollars you know you are one of the most feared powerful men on the world and you know you can do what you want and I just, but what I found so beautiful is just the humility in him now. And I mean, he's self-reflection. He, yeah, he's somebody who actually, I mean, I would love to sit down with, yeah, talk, yeah. and have a joint with, and go, yeah. Mike, let's talk, man, because yeah. I think you, your your life's been absolutely fascinating. Oh, you could learn so much. Yeah, he had, he had he had some quite interesting experiences with the toad as well. So if you if you haven't if you haven't listened to that podcast, there's a 
Here's a plug for you, Joe. If you haven't listened to uh, to that podcast, you should listen to the, the Tyson one. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, you should definitely listen to Tyson. And it was, yeah, so your reference to the toad. So he was talking about taking the sort of the 5-methoxy dimethyltryptamine yeah. mm. and um, how that, that completely changed yeah, his life. Yeah, changed it, his life. But I think when he actually recorded the cast, he'd only done it like the month before or something like that. It was quite new to him. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. So, um, again, he, he said he did it, you know, multiple times in, you know, in, in a day. Um well, that's, but, that, that's how that's how the therapy tends yeah, to work. But I think um, I think he had obviously seen all of this stuff, and it was already um, kind of recognised in him that it was all just big overblown ego, and he had to you know get over his shit. And I think that was you know he was basically looking, you know, at the uh, you know five meo as a as a way of helping him cope with a lot of the stuff that he hadn't really dealt with. And uh, yeah, just to hear him talk and the self reflection in the man, you know, realizing that he was absolutely mad when all of this stuff was going on and off his head and programmed and not really in control of his emotion and who he was just because he, you know, he, he continuously had people telling him that he was the best in the world. He was the shit. No one could touch him, mm. you know, and then, but then continually having, you know, your ego fluffed like that the whole time, you know, wherever he went, you know, imagine, you know, imagine if you were in a bar around the corner, not, not that we would be, but if you're in a bar around the corner and Tyson walked in, imagine everyone would just be like, I mean, even now he must get that when he goes places because everyone's just like, "Well, yes. well, yeah." I think especially especially more now where people can sort of see he's this um, he's this friendly personality yeah. who'll, who'll give you a hug yeah. and a joint, <laughs> and a hug and a joint, <laughs> hug and a joint. I re- I really want to meet him. I'm going to have to um, fascinating guy. I'm going to have to have to get my people on. It, it, it was re- it was really interesting listening to him talk because a lot of his self reflection was the same as my own realization for certain things. Um, throughout my life when I was having a lot of success and things were going really really well and all the trappings that come with it um, but I was yeah I was I was I programmed myself into this weird caricature of me where I was chasing after something I didn't really want but because everybody else was doing the same thing around me and inflating that the whole time and the people we were working with I mean you know we we're working with you know kind of top-end people in fashion all the all the big models and everything um, and it's all completely false and yeah, just just not the real world. And again, I think it's only when you snap out of that and you realise that it is just another part of this. But is, isn't isn't this the um, the interesting thing? How how quickly we normalise behaviours? How quickly we Super quick. we, we we fall into what we think is just completely normal? And it's and it's actually it's it's, it's far from it. It's not at all. Mm. It's, it's 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 very far from normal. Mm. And I think that's a I think that's a danger. And I think that sort of explains why so many people do fall into pits of depression and despair because very quickly without you even realizing it you can be dropping your yeah. your vibrations yeah. down and you're sort of slowly and, sinking and, in and as humans we're continuously comparing ourselves to everybody else why do we do that i think it's part of our, it's probably part of our own sort of success mechanism as a as a race where we're, we're always trying to improve and i think you you look at people and you think wow well, you know, a lot of people, you know, like you say, you know, people look at us and say, oh, you know, you haven't got anything to worry about. You've, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. No, 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 no. And everyone's the same, man. Everyone's the same. It's just like, you've got to do stuff if you want to make stuff happen. And if you've got those aspirations, then go for it. Like, That's very true. You know, I think, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people say that, you know, they'll go, oh, well, it's, you know, it's... Oh, it's okay for you. Oh, I've had that said Bloody so, isn't. so so many times, and it, and it actually uh, it used to irritate me. Now it, it doesn't bother me at all. But it's like, yeah, oh, it's 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 all right for you. You know, everything in your life's perfect. And you're like, really? Is it? 
I didn't get the memo. No. You know, life is life and life is regardless. It doesn't matter how much money you've got or how little money you've got. Life will throw you a But curveball. again, it's, it's this whole thing about, you know, insecurities, depression, mental health, all of that stuff where, you, you know, we just need to chill out. <laughs> Be happy with who we are. Be, you know, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. There's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with being aspirational and, you know, chasing your dreams and your goals, wherever they may be. But I think, but I think it's understanding. It's being happy within yourself yeah, and understanding what you're doing. Yeah, happiness within yourself is is the major thing. I think a lot of people fall into this trap of, oh well, if I have this, if I reach that, if I'm worth that, you know, everything just becomes easier. And that's that's completely false. You know, mm. I, you know, I know I know an awful lot of people who are exceptionally successful in the whole monetary idea realm. of things in, in the realm of this of this world and on paper and in their lifestyle you would think that they have absolutely everything and you know they couldn't be happier but they struggle mm. you know they struggle with fears and worries just like all of us and you know very often the money doesn't make it easier at all and I was talking to someone the other day because they're like oh you know all I want to do is I just I just want to focus on this and I just want to make as much money as possible when I make lots of money I'll be able to buy this I'll be able to buy that and I'll be I'll feel this and I'm like be very very careful with that because you know often or not you you just if you just chase the money you know expecting that to fill you with the happiness and content that you, you think that's going to bring you it's not going to bring you that it'll bring you it for a while it's nice you know I've, it's I've, nice to have flash holidays and a fast car and all the rest of it yeah it's nice you know you know, you know, uh, you know again I, I think you have to be a little bit careful you know regardless of um, you know all of us taking on the stance about being you know non-materialistic and all that I still like my nice shoes and my nice clothes and I like going on holiday and all of that kind of stuff so a certain amount of money is a necessity you know you can't just you know go and, be, go and live in a hermitage and you know no, it's it, yeah, you know, it, and, it, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is a necessity, and we do live in a material world. And I think we all just have to recognise the fact that we are a little bit materialistic, and we all do like our nice things, you know. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's it depends where you find your happiness, really. No, I agree. We we all like, you know, of course, we all like nice little things which make, help make our lives comfortable. I think my my point is is that don't ever sort of delude yourself into thinking that. No, if what I, monetary if, wealth if, is going to bring happiness. If I just focus on this mm. and I have the nice house, the sports car, then I'm going to be happy because I assure you, I I could introduce you to a dozen <laughs> I know people them, right I know now. Them myself, man. Yeah, with so much money and resources, and they are fucking miserable. Mm. Mm. Sorry for swearing. No, I'm not well, apologising to one you. One each now. There's one each now. Yeah. <laughs> or even. <laughs> so. Um, Touching on another question that uh, that someone sent me uh, was basically um, the issue with the UK cannabis movement. Now, as far as that's concerned, I don't really think that there is much of a community. Um, I have to just say that we're all people with a common interest. Um, Some of us are friends, some of us aren't. There's always going to be jealousy and infighting. To be honest with you, it's not fixable. People are people. It's all about ego and the amount of money they're making or whatever or what strain of weed they've got in their pot or in their joint that day and you know what as, as long as you've got people you're going to get rivalries and tensions as well as you know friendships and and, uh, and alignments it's, it's just one of those things it's not fixable you, you know, you're never going to get people agreeing it's why you have different football teams and different political parties it's just one of those things 
they all have they all have ideas their ideas differ and their, their points of view differ um i'm not really that fussed about it to be honest with you it's not really something that i spend any time worrying about um i've had my share of negativity and positivity from the scene um i'm perfectly happy in myself and i don't really need loads of people i, I think what i've um what i've always found really interesting about the uh the cannabis community in the uk is that and I don't know if it's just the cannabis community. I think it's actually almost a British mentality. Oh, yeah. In places like America, you know, you're encouraged to be successful. People people really like, you know, people... People, people like, like success yeah, in the people, States, People right? like success. Yeah. They support you. Um, everyone, talks, everyone talks of their own success in America. We're not encouraged to do that. Yeah. Uh, but over here, there, there does seem to be an awful lot of jealousy. Um, and you know, I've I've experienced it in the cannabis community where people are like, oh well, you know, you own this business, and so you're just trying to profit from cannabis. Mm. And it's like, and yeah, and no, so, no. and 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 so so, so what? Mm. The ironic thing is, is that most of the people who uh, criticise legitimate businesses are the ones involved in the legal aspect of, you know, the cannabis trade, and uh, you know, they're only doing it for money as well. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I fail to see the difference. No, but, but it all uh, just depends if it's Bitcoin or uh, or pounds, really, doesn't it? I see any difference, it seems. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you know you, you're going to get you're going to get jealousy in in in, in every community. That's um, just part of human nature. Yeah, just just touching on what you're saying about the UK and the general attitude here. Um, I'm sure I touched on this in the last podcast that we have. You know, uh, what we love to do is uh, allow people to become successful, and then we cut them down and shoot them down, and then stamp them into the earth, and then. That's what we do in the UK. You know, if you have a successful sportsman, he'll be successful for a while as long as he's winning golds or, you know, representing the country. But as soon as they don't like him, they'll find things to pick on and, you know, find ways of sort of, you know, uh, making their character look bad or making them, you know, look, look bad as people as soon as they're mm. out of favour. Think about the amount of... I'm not a football fan, but think of the amount of English football managers that they've been, you know, where they, they get put into the role and they're the best thing since life's bread. They use, lose a couple of competitions and then they're you know, muck on someone's shoe and, you know, the way that, that the press reacts to them. And I think in the UK, a lot of it's to do with the press and the gutter press. It's just what they love to do. You know, wait until people get some success and then shoot them down. It's just one of those things. You know, they pe pe people don't really like success in this country. There's a lot of jealousy. and There's an awful lot of jealousy, isn't mm -hmm. there? And there's a, lot, there's a lot of hate. People always mm -hmm. go, oh, well, you know, you're this, you're that. I've, uh, I've always found it fascinating. I usually find people who... Uh, who actually criticise you never really doing better than you that's why they're criticising that's no, just massive insecurities and jealousy yeah. not, worth, not worth dwelling on no but again you know it's it's a shame that we have a society where you know people do get jealous because as far as I'm concerned there is no competition in this no, just world be, no just be in competition with yourself we live be better we live in a world of absolute abundance and there's there's you know com God, competitions in your head god it's not it's not like we're all fighting over the one and only apple tree that there is where we're going to get our apples from is it you know what i mean we can go and buy them from the supermarket you know we're not, we're not all sat there day and night garden guarding one tree are we you know it's it's i think it's a it's a it's an old animalistic program you know this just this i want more i want mm. more I, I see myself as not having enough instead of just ultimately being happy with what you've got being in but the present. I think, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Being in the present, being in the present, and that's the one thing I felt has massively aided me. Um, you know, since the Italy ayahuasca was that I am, I'm so much more present now. I don't think about the past, and I'm certainly not worrying about the future. Mm. The here, the, the, literally, the here and now, right here, right now, mm. is the only thing that's important. No, I agree. 
Um, otherwise, you're just you're just wasting energy on. It's waffle, isn't it? It's just waffle. Mm. It's waffle to yourself. Brain waffle. Yeah, yeah brain exactly. waffle. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Might get a T-shirt with that printed on. Bra- I've just got, I've got brain, brain waffle. Brain waffle today. It'd be a pretty good, pretty good graphic as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have to commission. It. Yeah, we'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, it is funny. I'll tell you what, let's just stop, let's pause for a pause. Piss. Yeah, man. Uh, we probably should do something. Okay, I think um, we should have a discussion about where we where we see the UK going with legalisation. Obviously, we've had medical cannabis legalised November first last year. Yeah. So that, I think that just happened when we did our first podcast. Maybe. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have. Um, and we we were um, kind of guessing over how they were going to um, how they were going to actually implement that and how people were going to be able to access it well yeah so we can we can we can obviously give a little bit more of an update on that where obviously as people know November 1st Sadiq Javid came out and agreed that medical cannabis was going to be legalized um, but being the British government they hadn't they hadn't really sort of thought this through I think to be honest all of us who are involved in that side of legalization in that world um, were surprised how quick. We knew it was on the cards. We knew it was on the cards because it had been in discussion for, for, for a number of months. And, you know, behind the scenes, there had been a, a, a lot of political pressure with the whole Billy Caldwell case. And, uh, and just, just the general uh, press and uh, sort of tidal wave that, that that created for people actually wanting to to um, make it make it more, more yeah. accessible but, the, but, the, but the, the, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest issues and maybe even a mistake that the UK cannabis movement has made <coughs> is that we have for a long time we've, we've been banging on about medical cannabis and regrettably the British are one of the largest pharmaceutical makers providers globally and as soon as you said and with some of the strictest medical regulations agreed you know globally so as soon as we sort of say medical anything they're going to want severe they're going to want evidence they want trials they want all of that jazz so what what happened basically when november 1st went through the british government was then starting to talk to companies about providing the medical cannabis for these conditions the only problem is is that you get huge providers out of say canada you know, who've come over and they've had meetings with the British government. And um, what's happened is the British government's like, okay, this is this is great. So you've got these products. Can we see the research? Mm. And these big Canadian companies are like, well, we don't have the research. And if we do have research, it's certainly not research up to the standard that we require. The, mm. the, the British government require. So this is what this is what's caused the bottleneck is that you know they haven't been able to find products that they can safely sort of put through nice and go yeah we're, we're confident that these products are gonna are gonna work so you're, you're changing you're having to change their whole mindset because their mindset is okay a medication is a, is a tablet it's something you you ingest or it might be an injection well you know as as we're saying you know in in big pharma as you know sort of uh it's probably seven years before it's like seven to ten years before a product is brought to market for me it's yeah initial- and, and and actually a lot of the time even when it's on the market and we're we're, we're, we're human humans are consuming it it's it's in the third trial it's yeah. it's, it's, it's still in a trial yeah. stage 
absolutely. That's the crazy thing, yeah. you know. They they can put these live trials out to the public yeah. for years before yeah. they've even got official authority. Yeah. yeah, just to see what it does. Yeah, and it sounds awful, but yeah. like, you know, we are, we are test monkeys. Yeah. It's phase three trials. Yeah, it's phase three trials. It's exactly what it is. You know, and then you know, then then we wonder why there's so many side effects. But but it, this is exactly what you know. It's, it, but this is you know it, exactly what you're saying with, with with our whole mindset with the government here is you know they they do expect those seven or ten years worth of R&D and paperwork where you can turn around and say, well, there you go, that's that. But, but to be honest, are we surprised? I'm not surprised. No. I would want, you know, before you recommend something <clears throat> to the general population, yeah. you want to be sure, like but, really but yeah, sure yeah, what but, you're saying. Yeah, but the problem is with the way that it was scheduled, people haven't even been able to do the research on it to give that amount of data. No, of course, that you know, you know prohibition has, has created this sort of situation. But I think, I think obviously the British government have found sources because they have recently brought in a load of cannabis flowers which yes, is going to be the canadian was that no. i don't think it was canadian no, I've, anyway. got a, I've got a feeling it was from europe okay cool. i've got a feeling um but i can check on that ah, but, it's, but it's again anyway. but again it was a tiny tiny amount probably enough for like half a dozen to a dozen patients which is obviously far from perfect mm. and you know, they, they are they are desperately trying to sort of work out a solution around this. So, mm. I mean, what I would say to people is, you know, try and be patient. Try mm. and recognise that, you know, nothing with the government happens fast. That's not an excuse for them at all. Um, but you just got to keep the pressure on. I mm. think the more and more people who want access to legal medical cannabis, you all need to be having a chat with your, your doctors. Mm. You need to create pressure points. So pressure your doctor, pressure your MP. This, but th- th- this Send is, them a bloody letter every this single is week. Exactly what I think. This is what exactly. This is exactly what happened with the you know just referencing the, the Billy Corbell case again was the fact that it was you know his mum really 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 went out of her way to push the cause and you know regardless of people's opinion on on how she operates and what she does you know uh, it it brought a lot of attention to the to the situation which is. Inevitably, what what's brought on the uh, you know the you know the tidal wave which has got us to this point. Also, with CBD uh, being recognised as um, you know a non-harmful uh, compound, and you know and is now um, cur- you know currently available on the UK market. How long that will last, we're not entirely sure. With oh, that will last. You don't need to worry about that. No, cool. Because again, there was there was scaremongering with that being. Oh, called. there's all, there's always scaremongering. There always will be scaremongering in this. Yeah, but this, yeah, this, this, well, the, this trade. But the source that was shared wasn't exactly the most reliable source. No, I mean, well, it was blown out of proportion. I mean, you know, they are going to be looking at CBD and novel foods. Uh, there is a European case going on at the moment, which will set a precedent, I suspect. But novel foods, I like that. But you know, that fits, it's, that fits, it's, that fits me perfectly. It's novel an, foods. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one though, where they sort of say, well, a novel food is something which hasn't been consumed by the major population since I think 1992 or something. You know, human beings have been consuming cannabis for thousands and thousands yeah, of years. Forever. So actually, to sort of claim that CBD is a novel food is, is is ridiculous. Humans have been consuming it for thousands of years. There is there's there's well written history. So we'll just have to see. You know, we had we had the MRHA. You know, kick off the other year about CBD. Nothing ever happened about yeah. it. To be perfectly frank, I think the British government, with the greatest respect to them, have got an awful lot more on their shoulders. You know, we've got this whole debacle of of Brexit. You know, are they really going to be you know picking fights with this whole CBD industry, especially where companies now are paying millions in tax, employing all of this sort of stuff? So, I think you'll see hurdles. I think you know you'll see licensing. Yeah, licensing is fine. But that's a good thing because you know what? There's a lot of sharks in this industry. A lot of people, you know, who are mixing up products pretty much just in their bedroom. 
and selling it online. And a lot yeah. of people are making absolutely ridiculous health claims about CBD and, yep. and other cannabinoids. Which is scary. Which is scary, and yep. it's, 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 it's stupid. Yeah, again, uh, there's it, it, something that I was talking to, to a friend about the other day. It's something that really worries me, you know, where, where people, you know, start calling themselves, you know, rogue doctors or, or like, you know, rogue medic, you know. I think I think we're it, not medic. You know, we we are. I'm not. I'm not trained. I think it's. You know, in I, think, I think it's, it's dangerous. I think, I think it's nuts, and it terrifies me. The amount of people who, with the greatest respect to them, I understand that they've got the best intentions at heart, mm. but they haven't got a clue no. about health. No. And you know, they are they're prescribing. You know, and giving people medical advice, medical <clears> advice, <throat> and stuff like. That. And you're just like you. You are. You are literally potentially going to get yourself into so much hot water yeah. over that mm -hmm. and you know and I, and, I, and, I, and I get the intention a lot of the time people all they're trying to do is they're trying to help to help mm. but you can't help if you don't have the right knowledge despite yeah. what your ego yeah. you know, no, no, it, makes you I, feel I, I mean I'm, I'm sure you get a lot of similar messages where people say to me oh you know I've got this complaint or that ailment or this disease or, or this condition what can you recommend and I, and I just say to them First thing I say is I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trained in medical care or palliative care. All I do is make sweets. If they help people out, it helps people out. But I'm not going to start trying to give people advice on. But don't you think? But it, but it, but that's that's the shame, though, isn't it? That you know, people people are people having are just to ask normal people, you mm. know, for advice. You know, they shouldn't have to. You know, there should be enough education in the world. You know, there should be specialist people who they can go and see. And you we know, we should have we should have we should have cannabis experts to be fair like or people who, who or you know everyone's going to be shouting that's me and putting the hand up as soon as i said that and and you know we, we we do have a lot of people with a lot of interest in cannabis but it'd be really interesting if you could have like a specific doctor or a specific specialist that you could go and see out of choice not necessarily be forced to see but if you wanted to and you wanted to follow that avenue of of uh, alternative medicine you should be able to go and see someone. But this is what I hope we will start to see in the UK. We are we are backwards, and there's a, you know a lot of the doctors are very are, are anxious about coming out because there's who, the, who wants to be the first person that says that they yeah, they're, um, they're, they're pressurized they're pressurized by the British medical industry. You know, yeah, it's, and, there's a lot and, of pressure. Yeah, and so and again, going back to big pharma, you know, there's going to be a lot of those people who don't really necessarily want the association with cannabis because of their associations mm. with big pharma. No, but also the nice thing is is that you know, and I think. You know, I firmly believe this is what will happen because you you already see it in the states, especially in places like California, where you have specialist doctors who have now gone into specialising cannabis-based medicines and therapies for people. And um, I, I mean, I, I know, I, I actually, I know a lot of doctors now, and there, there's there are more of them who are becoming much more interested in the space and much more understanding. Mm. But they still potentially have a fear because. You know, they they sometimes can be threatened or concerned that they might have their medical license taken off them. You know, and um, you know that's that's bonkers. But you know, I, rightly or wrongly, I just I, I I I struggle to get my head around the fact that we live in 2019 and people aren't allowed to make a decision about how they want to treat their own health. And I think when we live in a world where a government believes it has the right to say you know what you're sick we see you're sick we get that but the only type of medication it's you're ours. legally allowed to use is ours and something that we 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 value i'm just like uh, it, it, it's bonkers it's bonkers you're just like it, it, you have absolutely no right to tell me what i do 
to my physical body. Mm. It is mine. In actual fact, it's the only bloody thing on this earth that is truly mine. Mm. And damned <clears> if I'm ever going to be told what I can and can't do to my body or my mind. Mm. You know, it's 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 an illogical, crazy sort of way to be thinking, and um, I think it's completely wrong. It's it, I also you know it's just going back to the whole you know, sort of prohibition and legalisation thing. I just think it's really sad that people just can't grow a couple of plants if they want to grow a couple of plants and self-medicate. It's another, It's just another, you know, it's another one of those controls. But to be honest with you, in, in, in saying that, um, again, through my access in this industry, I I know a lot of people who do just that. They, no, no, they, I do, they, yeah. they, they grow their own plants and it's just for them. They don't even give it away. It's just for them. And... In the occasions that I know people that have been caught, um, nine times out of ten they've uh, they've got away with with I nothing. I, I would I would argue that in most cases, if you're growing and you're growing purely for personal, and you're not even you're not giving it away to your mates, you're not selling it, and it is just for you, and you know you've got a legitimate reason to be to be doing it, especially if you're a medical user. I don't know any court in the UK who's going to convict you now. There's 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 there's, there's no chance. They'll 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 take your grow. They'll take the, they'll take the flowers, and they might steal your equipment, but you know you're really not going to get any more than that. And I, I've I've seen this. I, I've seen this no. in court. I've, you know, I spoke to dozens and dozens of people. I mean, obviously there is a postcode lottery. Obviously, if you've got a past history of being a bit of a scallywag, then this might not apply to you but the majority of people who've never had a run with the law if you're growing like under nine plants in your house you're not selling yeah. you're not socially you know supplying <clears throat> and you've got to you know you're using it for a, whatever condition you decide then you're getting away with it so just going back to sorry I'm, I'm sat here chuckling away to myself because I, because I couldn't I couldn't say what I was going to say I saw a really funny article I mean it's not funny but it's funny in the same way where a guy had been trying to make himself some cannabis oil and had blown himself up uh, and literally blown the roof off his house. Now, now that isn't the funny thing. The funny thing was is that he was found with over a kilo and a half of, uh, of flour and he tried to uh, claim that it was all for his own personal use. Now, I mean, if you're silly enough to be playing with gases and solvents indoors in the first place, you need your head checking. But then to turn around and say that, like, you know, you've got one and a half kilos that you're turning into oil just for your own personal use... I could have understood it if he was maybe making like the equivalent of full spectrum, uh, you know, uh, you know Rick Simpson or to treat like that. But blatantly, he was he was making making BHO shatter to well for his own personal use, as far as he says for that. <laughs> and it was just the whole thing. I mean, come on, he's got to be a little bit silly. Number one, trying to claim that was personal, and number two, for blowing his roof off. But I, it just, I, it I, just made me chuckle. I, I had to laugh. I had I, to. Laugh. I, I, I think the the the. the the biggest thing is that, you know, I th- well, the most scariest thing is that someone would try and do that inside their house. No, I, I totally agree. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, no, the, and, and, and ultimately, this is why it needs to be legalised, because yeah. otherwise, idiots like that, because there are a lot of idiots in this world who just don't bloody think. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it, that's the factual truth. Every, um, every two or three years, there'll be one of these things come up where... Uh, one of these houses on a council estate in Birmingham will have had the back end blown off it or the roof off where there's been some some fools in their kitchen like blasting columns of, of weed to try and make I would oil. like to say that it could be a millionaire's pad in Oh Kensington no, it could be anything. Could blow no, his roof no, 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 no. It, <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing against people no, in no, Birmingham. No, no, no. Nothing against people in Birmingham all living in council estates. It was just a metaphor for the, <laughs> for, know, for, for the sake of argument. No, but you've got to be careful. 
but no, it's it's just funny because every now and then I see these things where like it's just clear it's just clear what's going on. Oh, it was a gas explosion. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a gas explosion. <laughs> but they're, 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 they're trying to make they're trying to make some cannabis oil. Yeah. Oh, talking of uh, cannabis in the news. Did you um, did you read about that story where uh, a child I don't know how old he was took in some uh, uh, drug infused drinks to school? Did you hear this this no. week? Yeah. So um, oh jeez. The loose details is that uh, a young child I think probably I think they're probably around between ten and fourteen. I'm right. I'm not sure. Had got his hands on a bottle of like THC oh, the syrup, syrup and had made a number of drinks in school, oh, and dear. a number of pupils had reported themselves as feeling unwell. Oh, they had been taken dear. to hospital just oh. in case, obviously, yeah. because cannabis is non-toxic. Yeah. They're absolutely fine, but it's enough to make a huge story over. But it is a huge story: the fact that you know there are these cannabis syrups and uh you know children are getting their hands on it yeah, taking it to bloody school yeah but look they could but look at the press they said exactly the same about me and my and my gummies and my sweets so all it is is the latest thing someone's been flipping around on instagram they've seen that people are making syrup or lean and it's just if it happened it's really really sad it's, it's really it's really really sad that it did get you know, into into schools so i have to say it is it is sad it is sad yeah but there's you know there's there's drugs <clears throat> in schools of course there are. There's, there's, um, there's, there's, from drugs, a, there's drugs in schools. It, um, how old were the kids? I can't remember exactly. Not, age, not that it, I mean, obviously. I think they're between like 10 and 14 kind of sort of age. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say to that one. I mean, poor kids, really. I mean, can you imagine being in school oh, horrific, and then just drink, drink, drinking a Sprite and then being just that not really sure what's going on and suddenly coming up on that and feeling super stoned in school? I think it's, it's the problem with prohibition and the way that... Um, People, uh, people find access to these things. Um, there are certain avenues of media that people can use to uh, to acquire uh, such things, um, without going into any detail. Um, and I think, from that perspective, and you know, anyone can be anyone in an online persona. And uh, I think maybe. That's one of uh, Prohibition's failures is the fact that these things are falling into the hands of vulnerable kids. But, you know, we, we, we know this and, um, you know, that's that's why Prohibition doesn't bloody work. You know, it's, it's, it's always failed and it's, mm. it's absolutely madness mm. that we're still we're still sort of uh, trying to sort of see if it works because it, it, it doesn't. It's, it's the problem with um, faceless black market sales. Mm. But know, also... Any, you know, anyone can be anyone, right? Yeah, but also, you know, if you, if you want to... You know, if you want to protect, if you want to protect the youngest and most vulnerable in society, then you've got to legalize the product. Yeah, and control it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, 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 yeah, there's no, there's no other way to look at it. Like Canada, great system. Same with the alcohol. You know, it's run by the government. Great system. Mm. I mean, if everyone else is going. I can, hear, I can hear the voices ringing in my head of everyone shouting at that being a bad idea. But bah, why not? If they can control it and tax it, and I am, make I am, it safe. I listen. I am more than happy to uh, see cannabis legalized, regulated, and taxed. Just like, just I like, think so with all you know, with just all like drugs. Else. Man, you know, like to be honest with you, like in, in an ideal world, rather than relying on you know sketchy websites or whatever for people to purchase things that they enjoy ingesting, if you had a dispensary or something like that where you registered your name and it was all you know above board, if you if you fancy getting high or you fancy taking you know 
any kind of substance that you fancied if there was if there was accessibility to it and you could buy it safely and do it in a controlled environment i don't see anything wrong with that at all I would, oh I, no you know for, for god's sake you know i mean for centuries we you know we've had a culture of, of ingesting you know substances to alter our perception you know sod it you know if, if people fancy having some mdma let them go and buy it in a pure form from a safe source same with cocaine with same, some, with, some proper same with heroin same with that same with whatever it may be that people fancy doing oh i, I i'm a firm believer <clears throat> I, you know, and i'll say it publicly i think i think all drugs should be legalized mm. because it removes it removes all the sketchiness it removes all the stigma, the stigma. It, it removes the whole black market element the people who are always trying to make a buck or adulterate things or you know make things go further than they should or sell sell poor quality mixed product um which is which is the whole, which is the whole issue with 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 black with black market anything. Mm. You're always going to get an inferior product. But this is what I find incredible, you know, with um, you know people who buy drugs like cocaine, and you know you're buying a drug and you are completely <clears throat> accepting the fact that it's being cut with God knows what. Most of it gets stepped on before it even leaves the country of origin. Anyway, most of it. I mean, it's just they put they they had like uh, they had adrenaline and stuff to it, so it makes you sweat. So it feels like you're so it, 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 it you know sets your heart off. So. No matter, you know, people say that they're getting these these very high percentages of cocaine. You're probably not. You're probably getting there's probably like X amount of uh, of adrenaline that they put in it, just so that when you when you have a two, it actually feels it gets your heart racing and makes you sweat and makes you feel like you've had something. But if it's been stepped on in the country of origin, there's no way it's whatever percentage you're saying it is by the time it gets here. So it's all really it's all really adulterated. I mean, you know, you you can get yourself you know Regents testing kits to try and keep yourself as safe as you possibly can if you are in the market to be taking you know, um, illegal substances or powders or whatever, or pills, you know, you can, you can buy, can buy marquee tests and regents tests to, to help you try and ascertain what kind of uh, quality of product that you're taking. Mm. Um, and, and I would always recommend that. And this is what I'm, uh, actually, I mean, that's a good point with the whole harm reduction thing is that... Um, you can do things to, to, to look after yourself as well. Yeah, and, and you know, I think more people need to take more responsibility, but yeah. also I was really pleased to sort of see how, uh, you know, the new drug testing facilities are going to be just reading at the loop. Yes, well, the, the, yeah, uh, yeah, so. uh, yeah. Uh, but to be honest with you, I mean, you know, I was really involved in the dance rave scene. I DJed for years. Always, always love, you know, love, love taking these and, and going out and dancing. And, and one of the things that always really surprised me from a safety aspect is that uh, the promoters and the venue owners, you know know that people take drugs even though they don't want people taking drugs but it is you know a necessity and part of the part of the culture so that's what people do you know it makes you more you know it gives you more empathy makes you appreciate the music a little bit more keeps you awake makes you buy more drinks whatever they want you to do but if there was a booth or something you could just go into where it could be you know completely faceless where you could scrape off a little bit of whatever you were taking mix it with a little regent test or a marquee test you can compare it to whatever you think it's got and at least there's some element of safety there where you can, there's something that's coming up as a complete no-no that's full of, you know, PMA or something horrible and, you know, detrimental like that, where you can actually have a look at it and test it. But then you get the whole paranoia from the punters then thinking that, you know, the police are going to have some sort of, sort of involvement with it. From my perspective, surely for harm reduction, the police should be involved in doing something like that just to stop people but I think this, up. I think, but I think this is what we're, we're going to start to see. Um, with, and, and, with and I know Loop have, been, have, have, have really been pushing this stuff for years now. Yeah, because, I mean, it... It seems harm no, reduction. Yeah, it's, it's got to be about harm reduction education. But it also it seems bonkers to me that festival organisers and owners 
will kick off about drugs. I'm just like, dude, you know, if people are... You're supplying an environment yeah. for them to do that. That's just like, if job. you don't let them do it, they're not going to come. They're not going to come. They're not no. going to they're not gonna come. So, you know, you, you, you know, it's this catch-22 where allow your punters to enjoy the music. That's what they're paying the money for. But also, you know, give them the option to have their drugs tested mm-hmm. on site for free. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, I think it's hugely important because regardless of what the, the, the government's policies on drugs mm-hmm. and their, their bullshit rhetoric mm. of, you know, well, our policies work and we're not going to change it. Their policies don't work mm. and they need changing. Mm. And, and they, they know that because you never stop people from using drugs. God, I, w- I went to, I won't mention the festival that I went to. It was a one day festival uh, in London last year. And uh, they had a big medical tent. And the amount of casualties I saw in that tent through, they're obviously done way too much ecstasy. Way too much, but I know by the state of them, I know what it looks like. And there must have been 40 people in this tent. You know, I mean, these are getting a lot stronger and people aren't really taking notice of the, you know, the sort of milligram doses that they're getting now. And, you know, again, through old habits and poor quality drugs, they think they have to take two at a time to uh, to have any sort of benefit. But then if you're, if you're doing that with a really high milligram dosage, you know, you're more or less halfway to an overdose. Or whatever the recommended dose is, you know what I mean. But, but also a lot of these, you know, a lot of these pills, which are supposedly meant to just be ecstasy, you know, filled with yeah know, other other chemicals, yeah, you know, lots which, of strange stuff, you know, which will have you going for hours and hours and hours, if not days, potentially. You're just like, oh god, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. couldn't think of anything worse. No, 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 no. I, I hear, but it because that's what you want. You want to be able to, you know, for me, you want to be able to have a controlled experience. I'm going to a festival. I'm going for a night out. It's going to last that X amount of yeah, hours, and I'm I want to be enjoy able to myself. Sleep and feel okay yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and not end up in a medical tent. No, it's it's crazy. I mean, um, you know, but as we know, the whole war on drugs has, drugs has been a complete and utter cock up. Mm. You know, from from its inception. I, I, as I said, I, I, I just think it's a, it's a real shame that you know we we don't all just have access to really good clean drugs whenever we want. <laughs> well, but this is the mad thing: they, they they give us they give us access to clean booze, clean clean cigarettes. Well, yeah, clean opiates. Mm. Um, it's it's just about what they. Well. But what they consider to be acceptable, isn't it? So, when do we think? When do we think we're going to see a change over here for legalizing cannabis? Because I mean, obviously, the US is constantly growing. Mm. You know, Canada's Canada. gone full legal, which is a, which is a big one. Because the British government, you know, will look at Canada. Yeah, they'll never. You know, you can't. You know, whenever you talk to the government or the MPs and you mention like the US model, they're like, oh, no, we're very different to the US. But Canada is something which. Um, which they find interesting. We're actually um, we're actually involved in a documentary, which is going to happen probably this summer, where we're going to be sending uh, a couple of British MPs over to Canada, and, oh, the, and the BBC are going to follow us and record it all for a documentary. So, so the BBC it's very much know, in their interest, though, the it, government, it, because of the way that the, the model's been worked in Canada. It's it is different. in their interest, and I think yeah. you know the, the government absolutely. There's been a lot of governmental people who have been going out on fact-finding missions and reporting back what they're finding. Yeah. Uh, with uh, fairly positive effects, and um, you know, I, oh, I, I know yeah. privately that a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of the Tory, Tory party are, are actually very supportive of uh, seeing a positive change to our drug laws. Well, for sure. um, within, within the next few years, you're going to see a, a lot of large potential investment coming from Canada anyway regarding the, um, the cannabis scene. I would imagine because they're going to be uh, they're going to be benefiting from. Uh, from the movement that's going on there, and um, and I think and I think there's going to be a lot of money, a lot of money oh, pushed there, at the UK. There, there already is, 
There's what already is. No, of course. I, there's, I there's, just didn't uh, want to say too much. There's, yeah. yeah there's, there's, uh, I was, tipt- was tiptoeing. Lots, lots of big, lots of big companies looking to uh, enter into the UK market. No, definitely. You know, because you know the UK market is uh, it's a big market. It's a, it's a, it's a big market, and um, you know, you know, for the Canadians and Americans, it's potentially you know the gateway to Europe. And Europe again, you know, a huge market, huge, huge market, huge potential. I think what will be interesting to see is um, what happens with with Brexit, and you know, because it looks like the Europeans are going to be going more along. Um, what we need is Germany or somewhere like that to go well yeah Germany I mean Germany's been medical now for a couple of years they've got yeah. a pretty good medical program it is strict but I mean you know it's, mm. it's, it's, it's getting better I actually met the German health minister who pushed through the whole uh, legal medical sort of scene over there and um, yeah he, he, he admitted it was obviously very strict um, but he said that's, that's obviously going to free up we've always got to expect restrictions when something's brand new and you know this is what we're seeing in the uk is that you know yeah we had sort of five months of no products but now we're starting to see products coming in that's only going to ramp up um and you know it's not fast enough for medical users you know who need it absolutely but you know I think they're always going to be cautious. You know, any mm. government who legalizes and you know they're, they're scared. They're scared. They're yeah, scared it's like to what we said up. before. You know, they're going to they're going to watch what everybody. Else, you know, we're probably one of the last to go, but they're going to watch what everybody else does and cherry pick the bits that work and discard the bits that don't. As you would if you were sensible. You know, I mean, you don't necessarily want to be. Yeah, the, you know, the first people making the first mistakes. Do you? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because you can learn. And that's what we do here. I think with a lot of things, you know, we'll, we'll watch things go on everywhere else and just see what they can incorporate. I think, the, you know, one of the biggest fears for anybody, you know, who's looking to sort of be put their head above the parapet and go, right, yeah, I'm up for legalising cannabis, is um, is the power of, like, the, the right-wing press, like the Daily Mail. I mean, they... Oh, my you know, favourite people. They, they're, they're absolutely terrified of these people. And the crazy thing with the Daily Mail is that the Daily Mail actually doesn't give a shit. No, they don't care. All they all they're doing is just creating stories. Yes, and it's just it's just making the you know making the reporter his beer money or whatever, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know it's, you know they'll 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 print anything just to be. It's, re- it's it's really interesting. So with with a little bit of um, wonderful uh, press that I had from them, you know, it was it was probably yeah. Uh, Probably some of the best publicity I've ever had, to be honest with you. So you know, they were I mean, you, saying, should, you should send them a bunch of flowers. Oh, I'll send them. I'll send them something. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, for those of you who who've missed this reference, we're talking about when Mr. Chan was uh, exposed by the Daily Mail last yeah, year. Yeah, by, by my by my my friends at the Daily Mail. But like you sort of said, that there's nothing but nothing no, nothing, nothing but, but positive stuff came of <laughs> it. I'd like to thank Mr. Herfer again for his hard work. Um, in promoting me and uh, you know I wish him all the best hope he's still making money um, so yeah you know basically one week they say that you know uh, cannabis edibles are aimed at children and all, all we're trying to do is uh, is intoxicate your kids at the school gates and then the next week they're printing a thing about how a one how a one pound CBD gummy bear can improve your life and it's so so they, they're, they're continuously sat on the seesaw just to try and make stories. They don't give a crap after the report of smoke. Still doesn't explain where those extra two packets of gummy bears went, Mr. Herfurt, and the boiled sweets. So, yeah. interesting, that. Well, he pretty, pretty, probably enjoy them. Yeah. he probably enjoy them. Everyone has their opinion on that. We'll just leave that there. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about the press. I know a lot of uh, journalists and um, oh, no, who, I don't, I don't who work know. for the Daily Mail, and they're the biggest wreckheads I know. 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, to be honest with you, I just spun it and made it probably about the best publicity. I, I could have had, you know, got way more publicity than I could have afforded to pay for. So I'll just thank them for that. Yeah, that's what you've got to remember. Yeah. Just got to remember. They probably gave you a couple hundred thousand pounds worth of free advertising. <laughs> Half a million quid's worth, mate. Half a million, million quid's worth. <laughs> and, and my picture over a two-page two spread. I wasn't so happy about that, but... <laughs> It's a terrible picture. It was a terrible picture. Which is good. I think the funniest thing I saw out come out of that picture was the... Uh, the oh, the, the, the Dobby. Dobby. Yeah, bastards. House elf. Yeah, house elf bastards. <laughs> to be fair, it was such a bad photo from such a bad angle. I actually did look a little bit like Dobby, but I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, just take it on the chin. I just it's love publicity. I, I just love the fact that someone actually took their time to do quite a good yeah, photo Yeah, I know. He really took his time over that. He'd yeah. obviously been thinking of me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention your name, mate, but thanks for that. Yeah, 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 no, no, definitely. Way too much time on your hands, fella. You need, you need a hobby. You need a hobby. Just send them love. No, it's the, all good. No, seriously, the fact that someone would have spent quite a bit of time doing quite a good Photoshop. I know. It was a good job. Yeah, as well, yeah right? good job. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to them. Hats yeah, off to but them. But yeah, way, way too much time for, thinking about me, though, really. I mean, yeah. But again, it was a rival within the industry and he decided he was going to have a little cheap shot at me when I was already down yeah but this is the, so, this, but this is the funny thing is that when people and this is something I'm going to say to everybody in just, just globally in the world you know who who gets green with envy or feels jealous or you know thinks someone's in competition with them there's no such thing as competition in this world. We live in a world full of absolute abundance and mm. you know what if you are generally worried about someone else being better than you then you just got to step up your game. Improve yourself. Improve yourself. Or do something. Yeah. Improve yourself. Don't don't you know if you if you feel bitter enough to sort of try and take them out, it just shows ultimately that you're just a completely insecure and uh, full of some deep serious issues. And maybe you should come and drink ayahuasca with me and sort your shit out. <laughs> nice uh, plug, dude. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, if, you, if no, you're right. Though. No, because right. seriously, you know, people people get very green. They get very bitter. But and think, I'm like, think, think about these. Step think, up your game if you're good think at what about you all do. All these people that we've encountered just being within the, the counter community over over the last ten years. I mean, mm. you know, incredible jealousy and hate. You know, just because they're just because all yeah. they do is sit around on but social media and yeah. not doing anything. They're living they, in a bubble. Yep, they live in a bubble. Fear, scared jealousy it's uh it's it's all really sad emotions and uh if you live your life like that i promise you you're gonna you're just gonna stay yeah, stay, st stay stay in that sort of world and um you know makes no difference to either of us but i would encourage you to fix your jealousy and you yeah. know if you are one of those sort of people because it is uh, it's completely toxic to yourself and actually all you're doing is screwing yourself up yeah um yeah, no, it's 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 a shame, especially when actually there are just so many opportunities in the, the cannabis industry. There is and, no need and, for and any some, sort of jealousy. And, and some, you know, the market's huge. There are some really talented people out there. There's some hugely talented people, and, actually. And you know what? Just you know, look after your own look after your own interests, mm. and don't worry about what other people are doing. Just make make what you're doing better. I remember there's a there's a really good uh, photo of uh, when Michael Phelps was at the Olympics. And um, it's a side-on photo where you got Phelps just powering forward to the finishing line, and uh, his rival looking at him. And uh, the caption I think was loosely, you know, winners focus on winning, losers focus on the winners. And uh, I thought it was a really, really powerful statement because that's what you see. You know, if you are spending your time worrying about what other people are doing. Mm then you're wasting your time because you just would be focusing on your on I your think, story. I, I think also if you're out there and you're at the top of your game, you're going to take a few arrows and a few hits because you are, you know, people are jealous. 
And it's just one of those things. You just gotta you just oh. gotta suck it up and accept it. I'm, I'm happy to take a few arrows. No, same. I don't give. A I, I actually, do you know what? Though now I, you know, I, I mean, to be honest, I very rarely ever get any sort of criticism. There's the odd troll who've been trolling me for years. Bless them. Um, yeah, I get those too. Probably I, the same people. Yeah, they're probably the same people. I have nothing but love for them. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> and I'd love to take them out for dinner and a drink if they ever did. Kisses. <laughs> yeah, hugs and kisses. Seriously. Um, yeah, I know. No, I find I find trolls fascinating because. When they sort of project negativity onto me, I just turn it into something positive. I'm just yeah. like, give it, it's free energy. Yeah. You might as well hand over your wallet. Yeah. No, it's no, no. like, cheers. Thank yeah. you very much. Just, I, 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 all I, I just stay very neutral now and I let them run with it and blow it out. Nine times out of ten, it works out fine and they, they end up apologising. There are a few who are just miserable sods. There's no turning around, but nine times out of ten, after a bit of a chat or a DM or something, they will, everyone's cool. Yeah, no, very true. Very, very true indeed. It's always good to. See. It's just, just miscommunication, and I think. But I think that's easier. Misconception, the, misconception, miscommunication, and with, that, and with it being faceless communication. Yeah, and I and I think that's I think that's very easy, and that's why I always say to people who, you know, if someone does have an issue with something I've done or something I've said, you know, and you have a genuine issue, mm. I mean, mm. email me and I'll, I'll I'll take you out for lunch. I'll pay. But 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 it's it's what we've always experienced, even with the events that we used to do. You know, the only people, most of the people that used to criticise them were the ones who haven't bothered going. But they're still more well, than happy to, to criticise the event. Yeah, but you know that that um, fear of missing out, FOMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, all that does it just highlights insecurities. Yeah, that's all it does. It just highlights insecurities in um, in yourself, which is yeah. Again, you know, is, is a shame. And I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to feel insecure. You know, I've felt insecure. That's oh, a horrible feeling. And it's it's an absolutely awful feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I wouldn't wish that on on anybody at all. Uh, and that's but that's why you know again it's so important to really start looking after your mental health and recognizing you know your mental health is really important and mm. but also you know taking control of your life yeah you know you've got to take control of your life you know all of us have gone through shitty situations in the past and uh, everyone's got a story but it's just everyone's about, got a story yeah. of course we're human mm. you know we've all got stories and you know I've been very fortunate. I don't think my stories are really add up compared to some people's story. Um, but, yeah, but know, everyone's it's all subjective. Everyone's got their violin solo that they can play if they want to. You know what I mean? And I think it's all about how high you bounce. It's not how far you fall. It's about the getting back up bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's. I mean, that's the only thing you can control, isn't it? Yeah. Is you know how you react. How you, to, how you react to, how to you a react. situation. You know, uh, as I say, I know people who have had quite blessed lives, and then one tiny little thing will happen, and that will be the end of their world, and we'll throw them into a a pit of depression that they never that they've never managed to recover themselves from and yet there's other people that just have a succession of crap that goes on their whole lives and yet they're because they can cope with it or 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 they have dealt with their shit they're just they're, resilient yeah or well, they're, they're either resilient or or or, or 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 they can just genuinely subjectify what's gone on and, and cope with you know what's what's happened in their lives you know as i say it's it's all just about you know, like you say resilience and that, you know how well people recover but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, but I also think it's a real shame that as society, we don't seem to be interested in teaching people resilience. I, I don't think we're skilling up society no, you don't, anywhere you, you, close you know, to and, where we should be. And, and yeah, I think it could be a lot more done to, to help people sort of uh, catch themselves before they start having a lot of the, the funny thought patterns and stuff like that. But that's it's the hard thing. But that's awareness. And it's that, yeah, that's how do you teach thing. that though? I mean, Oh, you can teach awareness. Yeah, I guess. You could. T- it, well, the thing is, it, what it needs to be done, it needs to be taught at talked school. Talked about, yeah, and talked, Talk, about. talked about and talked at school. We need a lot more discussion on, you know, what is normal and what goes on in people's heads. 
You know, we just don't. We don't talk about stuff. And I'll tell you what, the biggest thing that I have come to recognize in the last like five months, so the last five months, literally, I can genuinely say I feel a completely different person, like completely different. Mm. And I bore my wife to bits when I saw talk about this. You know, because actually sometimes I've, I haven't felt like myself at all. I haven't felt like the old me. And, you know, that time, must be weird as well. Sometimes. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird because, you know, I'm, I'm reacting differently into situations. I'm processing things differently. I'm thinking about things differently. I see things differently. I feel differently. Mm. Um, and I feel completely blessed because, you know, I generally do feel absolutely, I feel 20 years younger. Mm. Um, you know, it's been an emotional roller coaster. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's been tough. Um, but biggest, my biggest lesson I've learned and I've taken and I've Im- implemented into my life, which has really sort of helped me, I think, experience a whole new level of emotional and mental freedom yeah. in this 3D world, is I've learned that I am not my thoughts mm. and I'm not my past experiences. Yeah. And sadly, these are the two massive areas where us as humans use to code and to create what we believe to be our identity. Mm. And... Um, since coming to terms with the fact that one I'm not my thoughts mm. well that's brilliant because sometimes my thoughts can be pretty dark yeah, and overwhelming and overwhelming and uh, I'm not my trauma I'm not my past yeah. experiences yeah. has just allowed me to become a lot more present and it's when you're in this presence that the real magic can really starts to change mm. um, you know you can focus your energy on yeah. things much easier and just Basically, life just becomes a hell of a lot it, easier. It's, it, it's exactly the same as I was saying to you about the way that I learned to cope with my depression and stuff like that, was just to be a lot more present. You know, if it's a cold day, go out and be bloody cold. If it's raining, go and have a walk in the rain. Mm. If it's, you know, but actually... The here and now. Yeah, the here and now. Concentrate on that and not worry about, you know, the, the past, stuff that you should future. have said to somebody or the yeah. thing that you were supposed to do and you didn't quite get done or whatever. The way I look at it now, instead of, instead of like, in the past, I would be... I, I could spend days going through my head, oh... I, you know, I want to say this to one person. I, I want to say this. I want to say that. I wish I said that. And it, it's just nuts. Now I'm just like, well, you know, if I want to tell someone that I love them, I'm just going to tell them, say, hey, I love you. Mm. You know, mm. instead of just going, oh, you know, can I say this? Can I, you know, doubt, doubt, mm. doubt, doubt, mm. doubt. I'm just like, mm. my God, if it's on your mind and you want to say it, express it. Does, get it the, out. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you, you just you just really um, pull the memory up into my head then. Uh, my granddaddy's passed away over 25 years ago, but he always used to say to me, um, Never be afraid to tell someone you think they're beautiful. I say it a and lot. Something now. you always used to say to me. Yeah, I say and, it a lot to people yeah. now. And I say it to random true. people who serve me in the shops. Yeah. I saw a girl. There was a girl the other day, mm. and she, yeah, she's gorgeous, gorgeous, mm. pretty little thing. She looked like she's having a bit of a stressful day. Mm. And um, I bought her coffee, and and uh, I just said, I said, you know, you're you're, you're beautiful. Oh my god, the little smile! Because I mean, especially when she realised I wasn't coming on to her, sort of like yeah, yeah. Le- lechy yeah, old yeah. man. I was oh no, like, there's, yeah, there's different ways of doing. Yeah, it. I was yeah. just like, you know, you're you're really you're really pretty. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell people, men and women. I don't give no, a no, same, no, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, I think I'll it's, tell it's, people they're beautiful all the time. It's, this exp- <laughs> it's great though. It's this, you know, expressive. Thing. I call everyone darling now. No, no, same. <laughs> what darling? What darling? You're yeah. getting South London, mate. Even, 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 even my male friends. Like, right, darling. Yeah. Oh, no, she's that as a, as a piss that. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. good. I think I think we should be a lot more expressive about how we feel and just be a lot more open. 
throw out the love. I think that needs to. That that's needs what we to, said the last time. It's all about love, man. Love's all you need. Love. Love's all you need, man. If you want, if you want to see big changes in your life, if you want return, if you want yeah. positive return, it's all about what you emote, right? Yeah. So if you want positive return, you got to send love. Yeah. I mean, nice. Just be nice. It's easy to be horrible. It's it's easy to be nice too. It Much is easier easy, to yeah. be nice than it is to be horrible. I think it's 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 actually it's really enjoyable to be nice to people. And I think actually inherently all of us like to be nice to people. People I think, are good. Yeah. People I think I think majority of people yeah. are actually really decent, loving people. Mm. Mm. You know, I think ninety nine percent. Yeah, you you've got your odd bad fish in this world. I mean yeah. that that's gonna happen. But the majority of people, all they want to do actually is to be helped. To help people, yeah. you and hear, have good intent. You see this a lot, and it's, and and lovely. You know, it's beautiful to see in the cannabis community. You do see an awful lot of people who are, you know, who will go out of their way to help people for for nothing. And yeah. I, and I and I've seen this, and I can only really commend the cannabis community for this because it's. I completely agree because it's not many communities that you see that you know. I they know, will rally around. Yeah, yeah, I know people who've got nothing, like nothing to their name. They are sick. They've got no money. They're forced to live on, you know, what the government will give them. And yet, you know what? They're risking their freedom to grow, to make oil, and they give it away. They give, they give it away. And I know a lot of really amazing people who do that. And my God, yeah. huge love and huge respect for them. And that is something which is is beautiful about the cannabis community. It's not exclusive to the mm. UK. You see yeah. exactly the same in, in, in other countries. Mm. But I think that's a... I think that's a, a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing that you mm. do see, yeah. and, and I've seen it a lot. No, no I agree. I mean, you know, if, even down to silly little things like the amount of times I've left my phone or my wallet in places, and there's only once it hasn't come back to me. And I've left it. I've left my. I've left my bag with all of my hairdressing work equipment in in pubs, in restaurants. It's always come back to me. Always. I left a video camera in a, in a bar in a tiny little beach in southern India, and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm seeing that again. And they came and knocked on my hotel room door and give it back to me. It's amazing. I mean, get that. that you know, there's, there are certain places where that would never happen. I mean, I wish I could say the same for my wife. Um, she constantly loses, puts things down, and uh, we're yet to get any of it back, <laughs> including her entire bloody hairdressing Oh, that's kit. an expensive one. And that was goes. a really expensive... Yeah, that's an expensive one. That was an expensive goes. replacement. Mm. Bloody scissors, like £500 a pair, plus. Yeah, you can spend whatever you want on, on scissors. Really. I, I was shocked at the price of hairdressing yeah, scissors. Yeah, everybody is. There's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, my wife went mad once because I was cutting some paper with some. <laughs> you would have got a slap. Oh, I did get a slap. Yeah. She's like, how dare you? She's like, those. And I was like, well, if they can cut paper, they cut, cut paper, hair. Yeah. No, they get yeah. blunt. So I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, there's samurai steel, 500 Japanese pounds. Blades, I'm just like, what? It's going to blunt on paper? Yes, Japanese yeah. blades, yeah. Anyway, we, we're diverting away from... Uh, <laughs> no one wants to what, hear about sodding hairdressing, hairdressing scissors. No. no. Well, maybe, maybe some hairdressers maybe they do. do. Yeah. Um, well, they're expensive anyway. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah, they're they're incredibly expensive. <laughs> Cheaper to buy a samurai sword. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I think um, I think the next couple of years are going to be really interesting for the UK cannabis movement. I do, I, I do like to think, you know, and I have always been accused of being optimistic in my life, but I do like to think that, you know, over the next three to five years, we are going to see a significant change to UK drug policy. It's yeah. something that a lot of organizations are working with and you know there's a lot more pressure there's a lot more money behind the movement now which is just going to continue to put pressure on the government and actually you know as, as sad as it is money talks that's that inevitably that's what's going to make the change anyway it's, it's you know it's going to be there's going to be a point where you know big businesses or investors throw enough money at it where the government 
Yeah, basically, they can see there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge amount of tax that they can make on that. Huge, they're just trying huge. to figure out how they're going to do it, and we're, and we're going to need it because you know it looks like we're probably going to leave Europe with no bloody deal. You know, we, we're going to we're going to need things to sort of top up our coffers. And let's face it, the NHS is in dire straits and needs serious funding. Our education system is in dire straits. If they and needs if they if they, want, if they actually want to keep the NHS system working how it is, they need to find a new way of creating revenue. And to be honest with you, legalising or making cannabis. Uh, a saleable item for them that they can make tax on it would it would basically prop up the NHS or, or education well like I mean, in California yeah I mean I'd be I'll be perfectly honest with the with the NHS model is yes legalizing cannabis will raise huge funds to help the coffers but the biggest issue with the NHS the the, the biggest scandal of all of this is the deals that are done with private organizations who supply the NHS and the NHS will pay 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 times the normal prices because the contracts go to the people, people's friends and their mates and they make millions and millions and millions of pounds. You know, you, you know, and you know, you've got NHS who spend hundreds of thousands of pounds a year just on light bulbs. Where, you know, I mean, it's, the NHS has just been drained by greed and that, management and and shocking management, yeah. shocking management, and it's just been used to make, you know, rich people's mates even bloody richer. Yeah, you know, but again, it's when you're, you know, when you're making doctors become managers. You know, doctors are doctors. They, you know, they're trained to look after people's health. Well, those, you know, medical doctors anyway. Mm. You know, it's it's strange. You know, you know, they they didn't go into that into that profession to become a manager and to be you know, squeezing what they can and can't. You know, sort of prescribe or give out to people. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. I mean, I worked, I was fortunate enough to work in the NHS in my early part of my career. And, um, you know, I know the NHS at times gets really bad press, but my God, <clears throat> you know, the work, the mm. work and the lives that this organisation has done over the last, how long have been going? 60 years? Yeah, I think so. About 60 years, you know, has been, you know, phenomenal. And I think it's a, you know, it's an institution which, a lot of a lot of people around the world are actually very jealous of, mm. and I think as society we should really fight to protect that because you know we do we 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 do take it for granted. Yeah. I think in the UK, you know, there's a lot of places that don't have that. I mean, you know, people say about you know not having to pay for you know for appointments and all of this kind of thing. I mean, I think if you know, and everyone, you know, my my argument always is is that you know I I wouldn't mind paying a bit extra for my doctor's appointment. It wouldn't bother me at all. Oh, but but I, but I think that because everybody is so used to being entitled to having that for nothing, I think if you genuinely aren't working or you don't have any income and you can't afford those those appointments, I think that's you know that's great for the NHS. But but that's it. Though. I, you I know, really you, you know you look after you look after the people who you know who would struggle to maybe pay a, a fifteen pound you know, yeah. appointment, but, but then ch- you know, charge someone like me fifteen yeah, pounds. Yeah, exactly. I'll be paying fifteen yeah, pounds. Exactly. And it, you know if if you're not in a, in a position where you're but where, I think what, where, where you're paying tax or whatever anyway, yeah. and then you know. But I think what disturbs me, or worries me a little bit about that is where, you know, oh well, I can pay fifteen pounds, and then so then I'm jumped ahead of the queue. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that that's necessarily. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like that model because I think you know, we're British and we like to queue, and I think you know it should be in order. I don't think you should be able to fast track yourself just because you've got a load of money behind you. And this is, you know, this is the criticism that a but, lot of but, people. But then, sort I, of say, I guess there's private health cover anyway if you want to do that. Yeah, it's true, but you know, again, a lot of people can't afford private health care. No, exactly. It's, it's you know, sort it's of extra, is that, is that extra twenty pound a month that you know, you know, is is, is twenty pound allocated to food or electricity or just basic survival sort of stuff? Um, but yeah, 
Listen, we're coming up to uh, two and a half hours, cool. and um, so I think we should probably start to wrap. Is there anything we want to sort of just discuss, or our usual leaving parting message of enthusiasm for our beautiful <laughs> listeners? Um, worlds of wisdom, pearls well, of wisdom. Have I got any pearls of wisdom? No, I. Any life changing secrets? Is the world flat? No, we started with that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Did I'm the helicopter land in the same spot? That's what I want to Yeah, know. that's what we want to know. So if anyone does know, if I flew flew a helicopter, if I literally just took it off from the helipad and floated, hovered like 50 feet in the air for an hour and didn't move, is the helicopter going to come down and land still on my helipad? How fast does the move world rotate? I don't know. Is it something like four miles an hour or something? It's one of them ones for Brian Cox, isn't it? Yeah, I need to interview Brian Cox. Um yeah, and it's all to do with um, Einstein's theory of relativity, isn't it? And yeah. it's about let, let's, your view let, let, let's not get onto this flat earth thing again. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I, or if I, you are interested, go and watch the the Netflix flat earth documentary, which I watched the other night, which um, was was it was entertaining. I'm, I'm going to go and have a look myself now. It's got me. It's, it's piqued my interest at least, not, at least I, for a good laugh. I'm not saying I'm a believer at all, but I, I I'm 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 merely interested on the concept of it, and especially because. Over the last year and a half, I have experienced lots and lots of really, really weird things. Uh, so I'm kind of in that frame of mind where I'm not going to sort of... Anything goes, man. Yeah, anything goes. <laughs> anything goes, because my, my, my reality has been truly, truly shattered over the last year and a half. Yeah, again, I, I guess if I'm going to leave you with any sort of message, it's just the same as the last one, really. Try and be positive, emote and give plenty of love. Try not to be negative. Um, be present, look at the world around you. Just try, try and be happy, be nice to people. Be nice to people. Give 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 time and help people. You know, yeah, time's important. That's something that I I get a lot of really positive feedback from for myself. Is that when I you know when I talk to people, spend time helping them, you know, it's, you get a really good feel good factor for yourself, and it's something that you can't buy. It's a really good positive energy. So I mean, if you do want a mood booster, uh, yeah, go and help someone in your community because I mm. promise you'll get amazing feedback for it, and uh, it's really good karma points as well. Um, uh, and again, for people um, interested in microdosing and stuff like that, there's lots of um, really good information available on the internet. Um, that's a really good website. Third, Third Wave. Wave. I was just going to say that. Thirdwave.co. Yeah, that's what I was just about to plug but he's but he's beat me to i beat you to it yeah so that's yeah that's that, that's exactly what i was there's also going to be an awesome boon uh new website being launched shortly which will have uh, access to lots of educational information very good on uh education and harm reduction very good harm reduction that's good harm reduction that's the cool. that's the key buzzword yeah because people are going to use drugs so might as well teach them how right. to reduce the harms that's yeah. i think that's the sensible thing right? safely yep yeah. absolutely Right then, well, we'll wrap that up. Listen, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all your love and support. Uh, I love all the feedback you guys continually give me, so keep doing it. And um, I've got a number of different podcasts coming up, and uh, Penn is mouthing something at me, but I can't lip read, so you're going to have to tell me after I finish recording or say it. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's just bloody distracting me. So yeah, anyway, uh, big love to you all. Uh, I hope you all have an amazing week. And uh, if you want to connect with me, just do it through Instagram. It's super easy or email. Um, I'm very friendly and I always answer every single question, every single message I'm sent. It might take me a couple of hours because I do get hundreds of messages. Um, But if you do want to reach out, you do want to talk, just uh, feel free to do that. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always, man. Awesome, dude. Uh, The sun is out, so um, we'll get outside. Let's go and explore. Cool. Big love. Cheers, man.
Right then, gorgeous people, thank you so much. That is the end of this podcast with Mr. Penchan. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate all your love and support and uh, all the messages and all the emails you guys send me. It's super, super cool to get your feedback. As I always say, I really appreciate feedback. So if you've got any tips, if I'm making mistakes or if you think there's areas that I can improve in, please do reach out and just uh, just tell me. I'm a big boy. Um, I enjoy healthy uh, criticism. And um, so, yeah. Give me the feedback. Uh, quick shout out before we go to our sponsors, Canico. Go and check them out. They're an amazing UK CBD brand, uh, amazing uh, customer service, and they are very much focused on the consumer experience. Um, so, yep, just check them out. They're on you know, Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're on the web. So just canico.co.uk. Super easy to find. But I'm going to go now. Big love to you all, and we'll catch up shortly.